there wasn't any script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. Never. That was the training that I had. You don't point a gun at me and, and pull the trigger. On day one of my instruction in this business, people said to me, never take a gun and go click, 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 because even though it's incremental, you damage the firing pin on the gun if you do that. Don't do that. Ah, yes, you are worthless Alec Baldwin. Everyone knows him. Remember, he did not point the gun at the woman, his cinematographer, and he did not pull the trigger. Yet, somehow, the gun was pointed at her, the gun was fired, she was hit, and she was killed. No, uh, no legal ramifications for him, though. Well, he had to pay lawyers a lot of money. But other than that, Alec Baldwin, I've got an update on Alec Baldwin's Hollywood career. Here he, uh, he shot and killed that woman on the set of the movie called Rust. Rust. And then the equipment sat there in the desert long enough to rust. And last I heard, they were going to go back and finish the movie because, you know, what do they care? You got to got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, as they say in Stalin land. And, um, you know, and he's still, he's got awards and, and they're going to keep giving him stuff. He likes himself a lot, too. Have you noticed this? He's quite fond of himself. Now, Alec Baldwin has, uh, even though he didn't uh, point the gun at that woman and he didn't pull the trigger, uh, yet the gun fired and the bullet um, uh, uh, killed her. Uh, pay no attention to that. Your emotions are so clearly so right there on the surface. You felt shock. You felt anger. You felt sadness. Do you feel guilt? No, no. I feel that there is, I, I feel that, that, that uh, someone is responsible for what happened, and I can't say who that is, but I know it's not me. That's one thing he knows for sure. He shot and killed the cinematographer on the film named Helena Hutchins, and uh, he also wounded with one shot uh, the director of the film, Joel Souza. I wonder if he's back finishing up the job there with the directing thing. But but the news this morning that I woke up to uh, is not in the Washington Post, but it is in the Daily Mail. Alec Baldwin to star in film about the notorious 1970 Kent State shootings. You know, Kent State University, riots, Vietnam War, National Guard, and uh, four dead in Ohio. Got your uh, great Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young uh, song there. Is he young in there? I think he's in there. Uh, and uh, so now he's going to star in a film, and I've, I've actually been doing a little digging here. I have some sources in Hollywood. Alec Baldwin to star in a film about the notorious 1970 Kent State shootings. Days after wrapping production on tragedy-stricken rust, they've uh, just wrapped up. And, and he's like, hey, on to the next project. See, here's the thing. He is going to play the role of the National Guardsman uh, that shot that lady. He's going to see, he's going to, you know, the uh, four dead in Ohio. And then, you know, the, the young woman laying there at Kent State that was shot by the National Guard. And that's obviously the role that he's going to play. He's got to play that role. And they got to use the, uh, got to use the song, right? Got to use the song because it's a big song, four dead in Ohio, you know. Got to get down to it. Baldwin is cutting us down. Things changed. You had over 40 kids shot at Kent State on a beautiful lawn. By the National Guard. That's right, over 40. So Joe Biden, Joe Biden is the uh, current White House historian. 
Uh, more than uh, for, it's uh, you, you remember the song "40 Dead in Ohio." <laughs> the, uh, yes, yeah. So Alec Baldwin will play and and uh, yeah, got to get down to it. Baldwin is cutting us down. Ten soldiers and Baldwin's coming. We're finally on our own. <laughs> this summer, I hear the drumming. Pretty amazing stuff. <laughs> My uh, cinematographer. <laughs> Shout that's. Uh, it is good to be a Democrat, isn't it? And the, and the Hollywood thing is like, ah, you know, every now and then you're going to shoot somebody on the set. It's really not a big thing. Like uh, Brandon Lee, the son of uh, Bruce Lee, he shot himself, but there was a blank, supposed to be a blank in the gun. It was not a good idea. Put the pistol to his head, pulled the trigger on a Hollywood set, and there was a blank in it, a blank, but he shot himself and Brandon Lee uh, killed, killed himself. Yeah, so uh, Alec Baldwin is uh, uh, back with a bullet, honestly. Ten soldiers and Baldwin's coming. <laughs> We're finally on our own. I wonder what uh, SAG-AFTRA has to say. Has SAG-AFTRA have anything to say about this? That's uh, pretty remarkable stuff. Yes, sir. Uh-uh-uh. Yeah. That's the news. The Hollywood news. The Hollywood news of the day. I assume that he's got to, who else would he play? He's got to play. He's a little old, but he's such a great actor, you know, like in Team America World Police. He's such a great actor that he can certainly play a young National Guardsman and then they'll say, well, the guardsmen didn't actually point the rifles at the students and didn't pull the triggers, but somehow 40, as Joe Biden would say, students were shot um, on that lawn. Let's get to, <laughs> let's get to, I said, well, we got a little bit more uh, Hollywood news, and that's uh, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy, I looked it up, they, they said that NBC has paid him $80 million, I think is what they said it. And he makes $16 million a year now. Um, and, and there's a writer's strike going on, the Writers Guild of America, the WGA, WGA, the WGA. And uh, there's a strike going on. And apparently they have writers on that show. Can you believe that? It's only, he only talks for like four minutes. How many writers can they have? Jimmy Fallon's staff being put on unpaid leave of absence during writer's strike. Oh, no, who's going to write all those great jokes about Donald Trump and, and stuff? Several other late-night hosts are reportedly still keeping their staff paid as the strike enters its third week. But not Mr. $80 million and $16 million a year, Jimmy Fallon. No. The non-writing staff members on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon will not be paid after this Friday and are being put on an unpaid leave of absence as the writer's strike continues. A source... Another anonymous, anonymous source. That, you know, the whole world is, um, lives and breathes on anonymous sources. Have you noticed this? There should be a rule about this, don't you think? Like, uh, we were talking about it yesterday. The Pulitzer Prize is going to the Washington Post, the New York Times, because they published all these fake stories about Russian collusion and Trump, and they're all wrong. And the, by the time the Pulitzer Prize Committee decided who they were going to give the awards to for their, their um, illustrious reporting, on the fake story, on the fake news story of Russian collusion. Uh, we knew it all along, but the Durham report puts it in black and white. They had no evidence of collusion. There never was any evidence. The corrupt FBI, and we've got more about the corrupt FBI today, too, um, with a hearing on Capitol Hill ongoing. Republicans in the House of Representatives. The Democrats are trying to shoot it down, of course, because basically they're Bolsheviks at this point. Um, but the Pulitzer Prize Committee, they gave the awards to reporters, I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, 
the New York Times, the Washington Post, elsewhere, for fake reporting or for reporting fake stories that were not true. And is the Pulitzer Committee saying, well, really, they shouldn't be knocking on their door saying, hey, we want our Pulitzers back because they gave them the Pulitzers. They awarded the Pulitzers. The Pulitzer Committee did long after they knew that the news was fake. But it served the interests of the Democratic Party. And that's what's important. That's what journalism is. I'm making quotation marks with my fingers once again. Uh, uh, uh. Man, oh, Manischewitz. I, um, I'm telling you, also we had, uh, the audio is too boring to share with you because, well, because it's just too boring to share with you. But the, uh, the good people at Media Research Center, uh, Brent Baker, put out a, a, a tweet and a link to video where Christian Amanpour, you're you all familiar with Christian Amanpour, who uh, CNN and the Panhandler Broadcasting System she uh, gets paid millions by PBS and you know probably about a million by CNN. And I don't think she does a lot anymore. But um, I used to know her, but that was a long time ago. Here is the uh, tweet from uh, Brent Baker at the Media Research Center. Future journalists at Wednesday's Columbia University Journalism, that's the Columbia University, New York, the School of Journalism, supposed to be the premier school of journalism in the United States of America, certainly one of them. Future Journalist Wednesday's Columbia Journalism Commencement applaud. They all applauded when Christian Amanpour of CNN and PBS said CNN should not have given Trump the town hall, should not have given it to him because of their political bias, right? I still respectfully disagree with allowing Donald Trump to appear in that particular format. They pay her, so. We're all grown-ups, of course. Hey, should not have given him the format. And we can hold differing opinions without a great big blow up. We know Trump and his tendencies. Everyone does. He just seizes the stage and dominates. Don't want that. Got to, got to prevent that uh, because, you know, they didn't vote for him. They're not going to vote for him. They, uh, you know, never mind the economy and the border and the uh, lowest black unemployment rate in history and the lowest women unemployment rate in history and the uh, low interest rates, low gas prices, and the food on grocery store shelves, and the lack of looting across the country, and uh, never mind the relative sanity of the country. Honestly, the relative sanity. You know, the Democrats started looting and plundering and, and the mayhem and all that, but yeah, there, uh, Christiane Amanpour said that, that uh, CNN, respectfully, because they pay a million dollars a year, so she wants to be respectful, maybe two, maybe three million dollars a year, and uh, CNN should not have given Trump the town hall. You know, I love the left-wingers at Mediaite said that town halls should no longer have people at them because they use the words, but they don't know what they mean. You know, uh, hey, guys, Mediaite, it wouldn't be a town hall if there are no people. See, that's the, it would be an interview, maybe in a big room with the cameras being far away or something like that. And it'd be a North Korean town hall. And that's what the left-wingers at... Uh, at Mediator pushing for, and, and Christiana Mappur, and the next generation of journalists should not have given the former president of the United States, possible future president of the United States, should not have given him a uh, forum. They should not have done that. And I'm sure they believe that uh, Twitter, under Jack Dorsey, uh, Rasputin, Twitter was right to ban President Trump because they didn't think his tweets were funny. 
So he should be banned. So we've got a, the next generation is coming up, and they don't believe in free speech either. They don't believe in the First Amendment either. And they won't even stand up to protect the free speech rights of the former and possible future president of the United States, which means, you know, I, I'm going to have to refer back to Benito Mussolini again and his definition of fascism. Fascism, he said, is a merger of state and corporate power. And the corporate media, who's more powerful than the corporate media? Maybe we should revert back to the newspaper editors and TV chiefs of the 1950s, who in the end refused to allow McCarthyism onto their pages unless his foul lies, his witch hunts, and his rants reached the basic evidence level required in a court of law. The basic evidence level required. Is that right? That newspapers require the evidence level uh, that is necessary in a court of law? Uh, let me go to my Washington Post today because I don't believe that that standard is in effect at the Washington Post. The standard in a court of law. You mean uh, an anonymous source saying something that turns out to be completely untrue? Is that the standard of evidence that Christian Amanpour is talking about? Pretty extraordinary. And they clap. So the next generation is in the pipeline and they too will dump all over the First Amendment and free speech. And they will, if they won't stand up for the free speech rights of President Trump, and for a media that uh, provides a forum uh, to people with whom they disagree, well, I think the rest writes itself, doesn't it? So what is it about us human beings? We love things that make our blood pressure go up, don't we? You know, news, turn off the cable uh, things, except Newsmax, of course. Uh, politics, talk radio, not this show. This show brings your blood pressure down. Bratwurst, pizza, commuting, morning rush hour, you know? Uh, how about we do something once a day? Take a 30-second break. That cuts the other way. A way to take control of our health and help lower our blood pressure. Well, meet 120 Life. 120 Life is a natural juice drink made from pomegranates and tart cherries and cranberries and beetroot and magnesium. All these things help lower your blood pressure and makes for a tasty drink, too. Just one 8-ounce bottle a day can help with your blood pressure. And, you know, with their risk-free money-back guarantee, even the thought of just trying their product won't stress you out. So go to 120life.com. That's 120life, 120life.com, and order their two-week trial pack. And when you use the code CHRIS, that's me, you're going to save 15%. 120life is more than just a juice drink. It's a way to help take control of your health and your blood pressure in a world that can sometimes feel a little wacky and overwhelming. We need more stuff like this on the planet Earth, I think. These statements and products have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, prevent any disease or condition. Yeah, the uh, next generation of journalists, Columbia University. Yeah, don't give anybody we disagree with a forum. <laughs> Woo! Christian Amanpour. You know, they probably don't even know who she is. That's my guess. Does she have a big Twitter presence? Because otherwise, uh, she on Instagram probably don't remember her in Bosnia, I'm guessing. We're at 888-630-9625. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear, around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store.
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. We are, uh, we are pulling together Elements from the FBI whistleblower hearing on Capitol Hill today. There are three FBI agents who have come forward as whistleblowers. Uh, The Democrats are, of course, blowing up the hearing. Um, They got this crazy woman from the Virgin Islands who's a non-voting delegate raising hell. And, um, And Debbie was a man schnitzes in there, and she's talking about January 6th all over the place because January 6th is all they have. Who is William Evans, I would ask her, the U.S. Capitol Police officer murdered by a radical black nationalist leftist in a suicide attack on the Capitol three months after January 6th. But I'll bet a dollar Debbie Wasserman Schnitz couldn't tell you who he was when you gave her his name. Who are the three FBI agents having security clearance revoked, you see? Who do we have? The FBI director and I think the White House also recently both said there will be no retaliation for whistleblowers coming forward. Of course, we respect whistleblowers. And hours later, the uh, Justice Department revoked the top secret security clearances of the three FBI agents. Now, uh, of course, penitentiary face Brennan still has his top secret security clearance, so he can make lots of money in the private sector. But they are punishing the whistleblowers because they're the left. They're not liberals. The three FBI agents being punished by the Justice Department under under Merrick Garland, who is a crook, to paraphrase Richard Nixon, and by the FBI. They're being punished. I've got that coming up. This week, you may or may not be aware, depending on what your news sources are, this week is Police Week. And there are events going on in Washington, D.C., the police memorial, the names of slain police officers, all of them slain by by Democrats, I think. Is that right? I'm going to have to check that. Either all or damn near all of them. And uh, But it is uh, you know National Police Week. Uh, 2023, and in Congress they sought to uh, pass a resolution honoring the police. National Police Week occurs every May, and in 2023, Police Week commemorate uh, with live in-person events. Go on to their website. And uh, the National Law Enforcement Memorial and Museum will hold ceremonies, including the 35th Annual Candlelight Vigil vigil to honor those uh, fallen officers whose names have recently been added to the memorial. Um, it is comparable to the, the Vietnam War Memorial. And uh, just uh, remarkable stuff. The, the Candlelight Vigil was last Saturday. And in 1962, President John F. Kennedy, before being shot in the head by a communist with a rifle in Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas, 
proclaimed that May 15th would be National Peace Officers Memorial Day. And now we have Police Week in uh, Washington, D.C. and beyond. Now, in the Congress, we've got, uh, you know, a lot of leftists, and they call themselves Democrats. Cori Bush and Rashida Tlaib vote against a resolution honoring police because they're radicals and they're extremists and they're pro-crime and they're pro-criminal. And, um, you know, maybe $14 trillion in reparations would do it, but probably not. Representatives Cori Bush, the Democrat from Misery, and Rashida Tlaib, the Democrat from Michigan, things are going well there, were the only two representatives in the House, representatives in the House, to vote against a resolution that recognized law enforcement officers killed in the line of duty, arguing that the measure was, quote, intended to advance Republicans' false narratives because the Democrat Party is anti-police. And if you're anti-police, you're pro-criminal. That's how that breaks down. But... um, But pay no attention to that. The Washington Post paid no attention to that. The New York Times paid no attention to that. But let me get back to today's today's events on Capitol Hill. Congressman Jim Jordan, Chairman Jim Jordan, holding a hearing today. And the news media is attacking him, and the Democrats in the committee are attacking him. The three FBI agents having their security clearances revoked. The uh, Newsweek magazine doing the bidding of the Democrat Party has made the entire article about January 6th and um, people arrested on January 6th. Three FBI agents have had their security clearances revoked over their positions on the January 6th, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol, according to a letter to House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. That actually says chair. They don't use the word chairman at Newsweek because... There are no men and women. There are just Democrats and Republicans. We know that uh, Christopher Wray, the FBI director with a sneering face, and others in the corrupt federal government in Washington have said there will be no retaliation against whistleblowers when they came forward to Congress about corruption at the Justice Department and the FBI. The letter sent by FBI Acting Assistant Director Christopher Dunham said agents Marcus Allen, Stephen Friend, and Brett Gloss have all been suspended while their cases were reviewed. Their clearances were revoked and they have been suspended. The New York Times and the Washington Post reported. So I can go to uh, Newsweek where they have uh, both of them. Now, how did the New York Times and the Washington Post get this information? Well, it was fed to them by anonymous sources in the Justice Department. The news emerged a day before Allen and Friend, two FBI agents, were set to testify to the committee as part of its investigation into what it described as the weaponization of law enforcement against conservatives. Now, the news media is completely in the tank. Newsweek magazine, who typed this up on behalf of the party? Alex Phillips. A-L-E-K-S, Alex. Parents couldn't spell. So the, uh, uh, there it is. So the three FBI agents who came forward as whistleblowers about corruption at the Justice Department and the FBI are now experiencing corruption uh, at the Justice Department and the FBI as they're being targeted for retribution 
by the permanent bureaucracy, sometimes known as the deep state. We will be scrupulous in our uh, adherence to the rules related to whistleblowers. Um, obviously, if there are allegations of misconduct by FBI employees, we want to make sure that, that we get that information so that we can use the tools that we have to go after that conduct. But certainly, I, I condemn in the strongest possible terms any prospect of retaliation against whistleblowers. And now the whistleblowers are being retaliated against. That's Christopher Ray, the FBI director uh, from last year. And now uh, whistleblowers came forward from the FBI, and they are retaliating against them and stripping them of their security clearances, which has long-term ramifications professionally in terms of income and being able to keep the lights on with your kids and, you know, buy the G.I. Joe with Kung Fu Grip and get your kids into college and all that stuff. But, but uh, there it is. This is a very corrupt city. So agents Marcus Allen and Stephen Friend and Brett Gloss testifying today. The news media is taking their um, everything from the Democrat Party and trying to make it about something else altogether, but pay no attention to that. Let's go to Jim Jordan from uh, last night on the Fox News Channel on the uh, Ingram angle, the chairman of the committee holding the hearing today. The people, the day he gets here, he learns that they suspended his clearance, said he, they questioned his allegiance to the country. A guy who did two tours in our armed services for our country, questioned his allegiance, won't let him get access to all his belongings, his clothes, his furniture. Four children, a two-week-old newborn, wouldn't let him get access to their clothes, their toys, their winter coats. That's how bad it was. Um, the uh, the old raid of the house. Now, when are they going to raid John Brennan's house and uh, accuse him of seditious conspiracy and arrest him? Uh, just, what, Catholic churches and pro-life centers and conservative groups, I guess, on the FBI shortlist. Pretty amazing stuff. I've got to say, uh, the Select Committee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government and their ongoing hearing right now, the FBI whistleblowers have come forward. FBI employees who spoke out against the politicized rot, that's what they called it, within the Bureau of Investigation, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, were suspended, had their security clearances revoked, the House Judiciary Committee and Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government said the committee released an interim staff report on Thursday morning, that's today, revealing a new whistleblower testimony from several current and former FBI employees that exposes the abuses and misconduct of the FBI, Jim Jordan, last night. Three of the four individuals who've talked to us, uh, three will be testifying tomorrow that their, their security clearance has been not just suspended but revoked. Steve Friend is one of those individuals. He's a good man. He'll be testifying tomorrow as well, telling his story. He talks about how the FBI actually sent agents right. to a school board meeting. He'll talk about that tomorrow. This is how ridiculous it has gotten. Um, the FBI uh, school board meetings, pro-life centers, Catholic churches, uh, how, how about uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter that sacked and looted and burned our cities from coast to coast for long time? How about the intelligence officials that tampered in our presidential election in 2020 with a disinformation operation against the American people? Uh, how, how about that? How about the FBI that tampered in election after election going back to 2016, the individuals at the FBI involved in that? Congressman Craig Stubbe, you know him, he's the guy who hit the home run the legit home run at the congressional baseball game in uh, Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. last year. 
Craig Stubbe uh, on uh, the Fox News Channel early this morning. Yeah, it's really sad, the depth of corruption that is currently going on in our FBI and DOJ and the level of politicization that has occurred. And this is an individual who saw that they were not filing their own guidelines on investigating these cases and whistle blew to his executives and to his supervisors, which he's supposed to do pursuant to FBI rules, and they completely shut him down. They take away his security clearance, which then doesn't give him the ability to go out and get another law enforcement job and fire him. So you're not supposed to retaliate on whistleblowers. Director Ray has said that they won't do that. Merrick Garland has said that they won't do that. And that's exactly what they are doing is retaliating against whistleblowers who are blowing the whistle on the fact that they're going after conservatives, on the fact that they have politicized the FBI and the DOJ. Now, if that's okay with you, then um, I assume that you're a Democrat Party voter and you want to live in an authoritarian regime. As long as it's your authoritarian regime. Now, this is what information dominance is about, isn't it? Let's, um, uh, Congressman Stubbe. Egregious abuse, misallocation of law enforcement resources, and misconduct at the highest levels of the FBI. And what it seems to have been uh, a fact now that will be in this report is statements that both Merrick Garland have made under oath and Director Ray have made under oath uh, are complete outright lies to Congress, which is a, an offense and a crime, and I think is impeachable conduct. I, uh, I think that uh, yeah, a lot of people ought to be impeached and some people actually ought to, ought to be charged. Um, Congressman Stubbe. I certainly have changed my mind on whether I think that both Director, Gar- Director Ray and uh, Merrick Garland should be impeached. And he now believes that they uh, should be. Uh, from last year, bombshell allegations by FBI Special Agent Steve Friend contained in a whistleblower complaint filed in this again. This one is from last year in the New York Post and not the Washington Post. With the Department of Justice Inspector General reveals a politicized Washington, D.C. FBI field office cooking the books to exaggerate the threat of domestic terrorism and using an overzealous January 6th investigation, which they've now entangled these FBI agents in, to harass conservative Americans and violate their constitutional rights. Friend, last year, was a 12-year veteran of the FBI and SWAT team member with the FBI, was suspended stripped of his gun and badge, like branded, and escorted out of the FBI field office in Daytona Beach, Florida, after complaining to his supervisors about the violations. He said the FBI is corrupt and the FBI proved it. They came in and uh, and got him. Isn't that amazing? Congressman Stubbe. One of the witnesses is going to talk about how the Bureau is specifically going after pro-life pregnancy centers. I mean, this is 100% stuff you see in, in China, communist China, communist Russia. This isn't the type of behavior that we should be having in the United States. The, what, what the FBI has become is the law enforcement arm of the Democratic Party. He said at the time, uh, Agent Friend, I have an oath to uphold the Constitution, he told his supervisors, uh, and that he was a whistleblower, and uh, I have a moral obligation and want to be considered a conscientious objector. Listen, this, this is, a, uh, this is a, uh, a, an extraordinary time in American history. Here's a guy who's a military veteran and an FBI agent, and he's being lynched by the left, and the media is, of course, part of the lynch mob. Um, just, uh, just amazing stuff, mm, 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 mm. man. And there is, uh, 
And there is more, I got to tell you. They, uh, you know, of course, the news media, the MSDNC and people like Adam Schiffless and, and uh, all that, they're, they're out there lying about everything because that's what they do. They, they lie about everything. Uh-uh-uh. Let's go to soundbite number nine. Number nine. Uh, Jim Jordan this morning talking about the FBI and the Department of Justice. You had the FBI and the Justice Department start an investigation with no predicate, no evidence, no probable cause whatsoever. But today it's worse. Today it's worse. It's not just going after presidential candidates, presidential campaigns. Today it's the American people. If you're a parent attending a school board meeting, you're a pro-lifer praying at a clinic, or you're a Catholic simply going to mass, you are a target of the government, target of the FBI. Yeah, um, this is a dangerous time in the United States of America, very dangerous. And if we had a legitimate fourth estate uh, holding their feet to the fire, we'd be living in a very different country. Let's go to Mike calling from Macon, Georgia. Michael, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Yeah, hey, Chris. How are you doing this morning? I'm great, Mike. Um, I, I, uh, I call you um, dad, and I tell you why. I watched this morning. It just happened to kind of get, get started late and watched these three gentlemen, the whistleblowers, talk. Yes. And it was it broke my heart. These were three of the most impressive individuals you will come across. And, you know, I'm 53 years old. I've lived all over the world. I've played professional sport for 10 years. I've seen things. I've, I've dealt with different people. And you could tell that all three of these guys, it was breaking their hearts to be there. Especially the first guy, O'Boyle, when he spoke, you could see the pain of him saying, you know what, I've been to Iraq and Afghanistan to defend this country, and then you do this crap. It was unbelievable. And then the first thing a woman from California questions, Alan, she questions his patriotism. He's been to Afghanistan twice to fight for us. And she says, Does that, you don't sound like an American. I, I was standing in front of the TV in tears. Because I can't believe how a great nation is falling so fast. And I'm Canadian-born, but I'm an American citizen now. I vote here, and I'm damn proud to do so. But what I saw this morning gave me no pride. And it hurt more than anything for those men. They said they were there fighting because these were their dream jobs. And most people will knuckle under and just go along. They didn't. They showed up. They're showing up. And it's about damn time that we show up. Sorry to get so emotional, but, I mean, this is this is real deal stuff. It's you're, important. Uh, you're very welcome to respond uh, here, Mike. I, uh, I got to tell you. Uh, God bless you, and, uh, and thank you for calling in. I... Uh, Canadian, now American, and clearly now an American. We're going to have uh, audio for you from today's hearing of these whistleblowers and of the Democrats shouting the process down and uh, slandering and smearing men much better than themselves. Bum, 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 bum. All right, we're going to have a bunch more audio for you from the uh, hearing itself today. And I don't have a ton of time, but 
But let's go to uh, let's go to a United States Marine. Let's go to John calling from Kansas, the Great American Heartland. John, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hi, Chris. It's great to talk to you again. Welcome. Hey, um, I just kind of want to piggyback off of what that last caller was saying. Uh, you know, I was in Iraq in 2005 and 2006, and then watching the pullout from Iraq and Afghanistan, that was a kick to the gut. You know, that was a shot right there. It made me feel, made me feel and a lot of my fellow Marines feel like it was for absolutely nothing. And now seeing how this country is treating, um, you know, veterans, uh, just regular citizens, it, it all, it, it, I'm proud to be a Marine, but I am not proud anymore of, of fighting for this country, you know, because what do we even fight for? Yeah, this place has just gone to complete crap, and it's, it's devastating. It's heartbreaking to, to be a part of this. So It is heartbreaking to watch, and the Democrat members of this committee on Capitol Hill today are showing what they're made of. The Debbie Wasserman Schnitz and uh, and the others, um, ac- absolutely appalling conduct. And and uh, I understand, John. Um, I understand your frustration. You know, Hillary Clinton said it years ago. There is only the fight, and they're never going to stop fighting against us, against mainstream Americans. And and I guess uh, in return, we're going to have to fight back. I'm saluting you. <laughs> Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.